Hey there, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee, and my life coach specializing in traumas and addictions. And today, I want to talk with you about something. Have you ever not heard a problem that you didn't have at least one or more solutions? I don't know about you, but if you're in business, you're solving problems. Unfortunately, that has not exactly yielded the best results when people are always coming around you to fix it and solve it. The next thing you know, you're on 5,000 different communities and you're barely having enough time to sleep. This has got to stop. If you feel that you are completely overextended and yet people are still coming to you begging for advice, listen to today's episode. We're going to be talking about boundaries and personal responsibility and yes, how not to mother or father people. I'm going to explain all of that coming to you after this short break. Hey there, and we're back. So glad that you are choosing to spend your time with me today. If this is your very first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening. That way, as soon as I drop a new episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety split. And those of you guys who have been listening, I want to invite you to anchor.fm slash Denise Lee. There you'll be able to send me a voicemail message. Be sure to let me know in the beginning or at the end of the recording if I have permission to air your handsome or beautiful sounding voice to the general public. Also, check out info.denisetlee.com slash connect. There you'll be able to learn more about my story. Why am I life coach specializing in traumas and addictions for entrepreneurs? Great question. You'll find that out when you go on my website. You can also check out articles and other sourced resources. You can be also able to sign up to my free weekly mailing list. I drop them every Monday morning. So check that out as well as join my support group energy a free group free resource for entrepreneurs who are wanting to grow not just their business but have a healthy mindset as well so check out those resources and lastly everything that we're going to be talking about is by no means a replacement with one-on-one support i know that this podcast is going to be helpful and it's going to definitely provide a need. If you are in a jam or a spot where you are just taking care of too many people and have too little time, but in order to get to undoing some patterns and some mindset issues, it requires one-on-one work. So I also want to encourage you, if this is something that is really of interest to you to further explore how you deal with issues and more importantly how to improve your mindset. I also want you to consider working with me. I'm going to drop a link within info.denisetlee.com where you can click work with me. Okay and it explains the process and some other questions that may figure out whether or not I'm a good fit for your needs. Okay now have you ever heard a comment that absolutely changed your life? I mean, for me, it came from my mentor as a licensed clinical social worker. And she said to me, never mother anyone over the age of 10. And so let me clarify before you go like, what do you mean never mother people age 10? I've got an 11 year old at home. You doesn't mean that they're going to have to get a job and cook their own dinner and pay the bills. Like, no, no, no. Let's pump the brakes. What I mean is mothering is doing for others what they can and should do for themselves. There are numerous psychology books that speak to that. Scripts People Live by Claude Steiner, A Psychology Toward Being by Abraham Maslow, Parenting by the Inside Out by Daniel Single. There's just too many books. There are very harmful effects when we are over-dominating girls, 
and young boys. If we over-dominate girls, we tend to create little control freak monsters. And if we dominate boys, that we're, the, we're not respecting their thoughts. They might turn into latent overtly psychotic with social behavioral issues, issues like narcissism and passive aggression. There's a wonderful book by Sandra L. Brown called Women Who Love Psychopath, if you are interested in learning more about that. But <laughs> let park that to the side. And I, I want to talk about this, uh, this larger issue of what mothering is. And when I mean mothering, I'm talking about, again, allowing people to take full responsibilities for their actions, whether good or bad. Because here's the thing, as human beings, the best teacher, the most potent teacher that we'll ever have is reality. Have you ever sped really fast on a road and you thought you were cool until you got pulled over by the cops? Or perhaps where you thought that you could just eat a couple of cookies every day or eat some high caloric food and you thought that your metabolism would burn it off and then the scale told you otherwise. Reality is a, a very powerful concept. But when we deprive people of experience of reality, the full consequences, whether positive or negative, what they do, we don't let them experience the, this fact of reality. And when we mother and we smother or we father for the guys here listening, we deprive people of learning how they should make pivots or change their behavior or in fact change their mindset about certain things. I was remember talking with a particular client about this idea that if we deprive people their ability to think, they're going to rely on us to think for them. And that's dangerous. So this concept of mothering or fathering has evolved into a larger concept for me. It's that belief that people can and should be able to feel and experience this idea of reality which includes accurate thinking and careful deliberation of actions. For example, I'll never forget when I was moving into the house that I'm living in right now, and I was just so stressed and so overwhelmed because there were just so many problems with the underwriting, and then I had to deal with child care issues, and they were just, and on top of that, my business. And for whatever reason, I just did not pay attention to the end of the month. And for those of you guys who understand the end of the month, cops have a very interesting way of trying to collect speeding offenses, moving violations at the end of the month or the beginning of the month. They say they'll do quotas, but I believe there's quotas. But anyway, I was just speeding and just not just, just so preoccupied with my own worries that I wasn't mindful of a literally a, a speed trap area. And it didn't happen just to me. Literally a couple of days later, my husband also got into a, a speed trap situation, but in a different area. And the point is, when we're so being preoccupied with our own thoughts and worries, we don't pause and understand our situation. And when we're responsible for ourselves, we take into full account not just the things that we're feeling, the things that we're going through. We're also understanding what reality is, is, is showing us. The reality is that there are cops waiting at speed trap areas to collect tickets. Look, you could transport this into anything that you're going through in your life right now where are you experiencing reality but for whatever reason, your emotions are just telling you to put blinders on and just focus on just you and you alone. Here's the thing. If we're just driven and hyped up with our emotions, we also may miss out and not be aware of people taking advantage of our 
extreme state of emotional arousal. In other words, when we're very stressed and anxious and lonely and afraid, we're not really thinking clearly. We're not really showing other people how they can take action for themselves. You know, the other day I was talking with a client of mine and she was telling me that her employees were more or less stealing time from her. There's just no other way to say that. And the reason why this was happening was because my client was not taking into full account who was clocking in, who's clocking out and what work needs to be done. And I remember my client saying to me, well, it's not their fault. I wasn't organized. And I said, well, now that you are organized, this is my response back to my client, you can allow them to take responsibility for giving you the work that they said that they did. Okay. And we're not going to make any excuses. And the highest form of love that we can show other people isn't allowing them to be the best version of ourselves, but we're trying to cover it and ignore it and pretend it's not happening or take responsibility for their bad behavior. We're not allowing them to grow and evolve and mature. We need to allow adults to feel the full consequences, whether positive or negative, of their actions. And now I got to get a little personal and share a personal experience about how, even in my life, I did not have a sense of boundaries. I didn't have a sense of understanding that I'm not helping others by doing for them what they can and should do for themselves. And this is a story about between myself and my father. You know, my father, for those who have been listening for other recordings, know that I've never really had a very good relationship, very tumultuous. Um, even throughout my whole childhood, he was pseudo-absentee, and he was in and out of my life, depending on the feelings of the day. Now, granted, we more or less always lived with each other, but he would frequently be going out to the nightclub or doing whatever. He was not there emotionally. And before I say anything else, I just want to trust the, the guys who are parents in the room, or not in the room, but who are listening to me right now. Just being a provider, financial provider, is not enough for a child. You are also responsible for providing leadership direction. There's a wonderful book by David Appleton called Fathers and Daughters, and it shows the impact, the psychological impact on daughters who received neglect, abuse. And yes, neglect is a form of abuse. It's not just physical or sexual, okay, or verbal. When we don't allow little girls to be learning from their fathers about how to interact with other men or how to interact with the world at large, it creates a huge efficiency. And there's a lot of broken women there that have not yet to understand the impact that their father has put on them. And that reminds me of the book Wounded Woman by Linda Leonard. That's a really awesome book that talks about that also pure eternus. I cannot forget, remember the last name, but definitely Wounded Woman is definitely a good resource to learn more about the impact, the psychological impact on a, a woman who did not receive enough lo loving and nurturing from her father. But anyway, Back to the story, <laughs> you know, my with my father, I was always on the hunt trying to chase him and spend time with me, even to the point where I even paid for the engagement ring for one of his former girlfriends. Yeah, that happened. She was pregnant. He wanted to do the honorable thing and marry her, even though 
I came to find out later from my brother that he said that it's a really bad idea that just because she's pregnant, that's not the way to do it. But anyway, I had a habit of wanting to enable my father's bad behavior on all sorts of levels. When we were living with each other, I would help pay bills. I would tell the collector people that would call that he wasn't there even though he was there. All sorts of things were happening where I was more or less trying to cover up or sweep away all the bad decisions that he was making. And you, you know the kind of reward that I got for doing that was resentment, anger, bitterness, a sense of betrayal. I didn't get loyalty. I didn't get any praise or I got accolade. All I got was more and more things to do and sweep up and take care of. And so when we have grown up in situations where one parent or maybe even both parents are disabled, we want to replicate that same type of pattern, not just in our business life, we want to do it with everyone around you. Have you ever had a friend that always seemed to be in trouble and always knew to call you because you would always pick up the phone and figure out whatever they were going through? And you were happy, well, maybe not happy, but begrudgingly would spend hours on end listening to all their tales of woes and all the things that they were going through. Now, you may call yourself a good Christian or Muslim or Hinduist or, or whatever, or heck, even a good good just person, okay, even if you don't want to put a religious title on it. But the fact of the matter is, all we're doing is teaching people that it's okay to be literally their doormat. And I just want to let you know that it's totally normal if you had that background of caretaking and coming to the rescue, especially if you came from a family that suffered from addictions or depression. I'm thinking about one particular client that I had where her mother was bipolar and between manic episodes of highs and lows, my my client would always have to anticipate what would happen next, including taking care of her little brother or just all sorts of things that were completely inappropriate as a child. But because she was already in a caretaker position as a young age, it just became natural to her that she would also marry an alcoholic person and then continue the cycle of codependency. And I want to let you know, if you're listening to this message right now, understand that you may have had generations of this type of dysfunction. And what makes matters worse is if you grow up in a family that is good at keeping secrets or sweeping things under the rug or not wanting to deal with this issue, they may tell you, why are you complaining? Aunt Vicky or Uncle Tom or or your mom has always been that way. In fact, grandma was like that way too. And it's almost as if the you don't even have a right to complain because that's just who they are. And I want to let you know that that kind of mindset is kind of cultish where any type of diversion of thought is not allowed nor permitted and you will literally be castrated or sent off, excluded from family events if you don't play ball with them. And I want to let you know that it's not okay to interact with people that invalidate your feelings or your thoughts. Okay, you have every right to be around people that understand the boundaries that you're creating. Now, one thing that I really need to mention, because I've heard this so many ways 
from clients over the years is that people should anticipate or know what you feel or what you think, given how you may have behaved in the past. And they, the fact of the matter is, no, they don't. They have every right to think the way they think. And that includes not interpreting or mind reading to your behavior, given that that behavior that you did in the past. Okay. So if you, let's say it another way, last Christmas or last Thanksgiving or Easter or whatever, you got tired of a particular relative saying certain things and you just up and excusing yourself and left. You said, I'm so sick of these people. I'm not doing this crap again. These people are just out of their mind. They're crazy. I just can't stand this dysfunction. And you just up and left abruptly. Guess what? All your family members could be thinking all sorts of different things. Oh, maybe she has to go to the dog. Oh, maybe she has some important meeting to go to. Or I don't even care because I'm so sick of my mind with my own dysfunction. I just, I'm just mad and ticked that she didn't sit here and listen to me or he listened to me. Okay. So people are going through all sorts of weird stuff in their brain as they're processing what you're doing. So it's not safe to assume that they know exactly what you're thinking or how you felt when you abruptly left. And furthermore, we are not helping ourselves nor other people by not being clear about our needs and our wants. There's four signs of a poor communicator is the person that's abrupt. I'm, I'm just so sick of this. I'm going to up and leave or being condescending. Ugh, these people, they never understand me. They come from blah, blah, blah family or being evasive where they're asking you a direct question. And you say, no, 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 uh, it's no big deal when it's completely a big deal or secretive where you're expecting people to mind read and understand what you're doing. All these ideas of being evasive, secret, secretive, condescending, or abrupt, those are signs of poor communication. If we're going to be clear and not mother people and not trying to do for others what they can and should do for themselves, we're going to have to be radically responsible. And the first step of personal responsibility is understanding how we communicate with other people. And that's why I said in the beginning of our time with one another that this is definitely a one-on-one thing because I'm not going to sit here and say, well, everybody should be doing this or that. I don't know, but I just have general guidelines and rules that pertain to general communicating, communicating with love, not with fear or not with intimidation. And yes, giving people threats of leaving you if you don't do things your way is not healthy communication or seducing people with guilt. Why did you make me feel this way? It's terrible if you don't do what I want. That is seduction with guilt. That's not good communicating. We communicate with love. And when we're speaking with love, we're being clear with ourselves and with other people what we are intending. I want this. I need this by X and Y day. And look, I totally understand if you have been raised or you've been in an environment where everyone just kind of flies by the seat of their pants and nothing's really planned out or discussed and it's just more reactive. And that may feel comfortable for, for you because, look, truth be told, for a lot of us, we weren't even allowed to understand our feelings 
forget even communicate it. So this could be even listening to this conversation right now. I definitely understand that this could be total foreign territory. But if you want to live your life successfully, if you want to be able to not get into fights and feuds or two years of not talking or having employees steal time or money or whatever is or not even growing or clients who don't even respect you or try to take advantage of you it demands you listening and really applying what I have to share because I for so many years I've seen different clients basically not understand that the reason why these situations are happening is because we weren't clear with ourselves about what we want and need so if we're not clear with ourselves on the world can we be able to get people to understand what we're saying. Now, here's the thing. What happens with other people in terms of how they react or whether or not they'll follow through on the agreements that you make with them, meaning that you say, hey, I want this. Can you do this by X, Y, and day? And they say, sure. The next week uh, rolls around and they totally forgot any conversation you have. Look, all these things are within the realm of possibilities. Your job, my dear, is to have the discernment and ask yourself, am I giving this person way too much responsibility that they can't or will not bear for whatever reason? Am I even in the right environment? Are these employees a good fit for me? These are so many questions that I want you to take a moment and ask yourself because oftentimes we want to try to fix people based on the way we think things should go. And the fact of the matter is they're doing the best job that they can and it's not a good fit for you and them. It's better off to go separate ways with your employees or your certain family members or whoever in your life. And part of not mothering or fathering is, is recognizing those moments where, you know what? I did the best I could. I showed what I needed. I explained why it was important. I wasn't even clear about why it was important. But for whatever reason, there's no agreement. Okay? That's a clear sign that either I'm not in the right place mentally or this is just not a good fit. So let's time to separate and part ways. Because look, I just wanted to explain something so very clear. Is that there's some people who have such weak boundaries... They thrive and they seek out like a heat-seeking radar machine to find people who cannot and will not have boundaries, okay? And and they literally just take advantage and just use you up and dry you up and spit you out and then they move on to the next person and they don't have any remorse, okay? These people have low sense of awareness or compassion, a little bit of both. And they just are so self-focused. I think about this idea of, complex narcissistic personality disorder, just any type of borderline personality disorders where they're so caught up in their own world and their own issues that they can't see anything short of their own self, okay? And these people, no matter how much you are clear and concise and you enforce their boundaries, they're always going to violate it. And the best thing that you can do is keep your guards up and distance yourself with love, now, this could be really hard with family members. And that's why I said this is definitely a one-on-one conversation because I know for some of us, we may have been shamed or ridiculed if we didn't do stuff for our family members. And plus, we live in a society where 
Well, there's always ritual holidays around Easter or Christmas or whatever for holidays that pertain to your particular culture, where if you don't show up, you're ostracized. You're, you're looked as some uh, with scorn. And it's hard to explain to other people who have never challenged the assumption to say, hey, you know what? I know I'm not here, but I'm doing the best job I can to help maintain my mental health. And it's okay if people don't understand that because the fact of the matter is most people are so fearful, unlike you, about understanding themselves and their emotions and how that drives decisions for themselves and others. So if I had to just summarize any everything in general, it's just the idea of taking responsibility for yourself also includes setting limits and boundaries and being clear about who you are, what you want, what you need, and who can provide it. And so oftentimes we're putting way too much power in the hands of people who never signed up nor asked to love you in the way that you want to be loved. And it sucks to hear this, especially if you're maybe married to them or they're your employees or your coworkers or whoever. But the fact of the matter is there's a lot of people who don't know how to nor understand their emotions, let alone be able to regulate them when they're coming to you impulsively asking you to do something that they could and should have done for themselves. Okay. Well, I just know I just unpacked a lot with the boundaries or family dynamics or culture. What did I say that really impacted you about why we don't mother people or father people? I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message via anchor.fm slash Denise T. Lee or connect with me at info.denisetlee.com slash connect. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.